Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. We are the Dudley Boys of What Culture. I'm Adam Wilborn, joined by Michael Hamblow and Michael Sidgwick to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Mm. Where we do daily wrestling podcasts, uh, where we not only review uh, AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision. A <laughs> raw smack down the show for me, known as NXT 2 Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a mega quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight and the go-home show ahead of Full Gear, of course. Yeah, it needs to be awesome, this. I know you, you, you can um, get into the habit of doing catastrophe content and sky is falling and getting into the trap of saying, oh, you know, AEW's finished or whatever. A lot of people think it is for a start, and even this year, right, when it's come under heavy fire, lots of criticism, the prevailing take that I recall, not being a goldfish, is that, oh, that was a really good go-home, mm. oh, that was a good go-home yeah. promo slash angle, you should really be doing more to sell your pay-per-views, like, throughout the 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 actual build and cycle, even if it's like little red herrings, bits of foreshadowing. Like, now, I'm not even doubting their ability to really tell me to get it. I need to be told, ah, oh, sadly, Saturday's a few days away. You don't get to watch it right now. Mm. I want to be put in that moment for more than one match slash program of, oh, God, I cannot wait for this show. I really, it's, remember the take, when WWE, and again, I don't really want to do these comparisons, but they're, they're kind of apt. When um, it was when certain people who listen to this and certainly ourselves would be like on X slash Twitter, and there wasn't much conversation around WWE in 2018, 19. Mm-hmm. It was just the more exciting things going on. And there would be like a meme of, uh, you wouldn't believe it, but there's a WWE pay-per-view this weekend. <laughs> Full gear's crept up. Mm, it yeah. hasn't felt like this thing that I've been so desperate to watch. It's like, oh, bloody hell, it's Saturday? There is an AEW pay-per-view this Saturday? That in itself is a sign of the times. So do I have faith? It's MGF, and he's, we're going to hear from him, and he's amazing still. So, yes, he's going to be awesome tonight, and he's going to fool me into thinking that this pretty dire build, his worst pay-per-view singles build, I think, um has been goaded. Yeah, MJF's the one, I think, to make this feel like a go-home. Like, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to talking about the big dumb thing on this show that <laughs> has nothing to do with Full Gear, really, but um, it's wonderful working with Cedric, but it's sometimes frustrating because he's always right, right? It sometimes takes a while, but he's always right. That's why I've reveled in the Fed getting good because I spent a lot of years being wrong, <laughs> and just for a bit it's been good. But it'll get terrible again, and Cedric will be right again. That's how it goes. And the start of the MJF Jay White thing, I vividly remember Sidge trying to make the point to a lot of listeners that were maybe not sold necessarily on at the tofu stuff. So. Yeah, frivolous. It was a bad week, and even MJF admitted it as such. Uh, that no, that was another week. <laughs> uh, like the pa- the pattern is, it'll start silly and get serious, and by the end, Jesus Christ, you cannot wait. And that has been the pattern for MJF. But down there. Uh, the old Vincism, like we're down to a minute and change for MJF to get this hmm. serious. I haven't hated all of the build. I think I'm higher on MJF in general as a character. I have tried to make a point last week with the acclaim getting beaten up by the devil that this is a man who was the worst guy and then has been told that it's okay to be good. And then ever since he got told it was okay to be good, his life started going wrong. And if, as, a, as a character study, I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Right there. He's embraced people, and those people have been attacked. He's tried to do things the right way, and he's got 100 enemies. And in his mind, he's thinking, shall I just not go back to being the worst guy alive? Because things are pretty sweet. Like, I love that as a character for MJF. If you're still trying to apply the old metrics to AEW and think very, very, very big picture, very, very long term, this is a character that you've seen him try one way, and now he's trying another. Love that. This has mostly been 
spelt theft and funny names. We haven't really had that much of the silly or that much of the serious. It's just been that. It's been belt theft, silly names, and AEW telling you weekly that this pay-per-view main event may as well not happen because they are racking up what's next for MGF as world champion after this uh, full gear show. Um, too many ideas, far too many ideas, far too much building, building, building. This feels like a, a TV match. This feels like the the obligation before we get to the next real thing. I'm higher on the devil than most people, yes. and even uh, even that's not really tied into this. Jay White pretty much no sword, didn't he? You bloody devil. And then it was like, on to the next thing. It's the other people that are involved in this or have been like touched by, you know, the devil's hacking or whatever. They're the ones that seem more affected by the devil than Jay White and mm. the gun club. So even that doesn't particularly tie in to this weekend's title match. World's End, we've already, yeah. on other podcasts, speculated what's going to be the exciting thing for MJF at World's End. That speaks for itself, doesn't it? Yeah. You are looking past Fulgate, looking past. Jay White has been... You've got all the beauty shots you want of Jay White with the belt over last month because there is that feeling... Despite what me and Sidge both agreed in week one, there's nobody that makes you feel like he's going to spoil the party more than Jay White. That disappeared by week two and it's never come back. Mm. I've seen all the beauty shots of him with the belt. I've seen his entrance with the belt. I'm just, I'm not going to see him as champion. No, but I am excited for this week in AEW. Like, I really like the look of the full gear card. Where's this going? No gimmick. No, no gimmick. Usually, I'm, me and Hamflick can censor a bit from no, I'm looking forward. I don't think they need to add any more matches. There's no, no that's, not the que- that's not the question, though. Is it's never the question. He never, <laughs> never needs to add anything to Tony Khan. Nine on the card, eight on the main card, obviously, with the MGF and, well, potentially by himself, but or a, a partner taking on the guns for the tag team titles on the on the buy-in or whatever it's called nowadays. And I like the look of, of tonight's show as well. Um, really intriguing. So let's get into it um, with the... Hang on. Get this ready for usage. There we go. Uh, with the team of... I was going to say new father, new father for another time. I think he's now got two children off the top of my head. Um, congratulations to Brian Cage. Teaming with powerhouse Hobbs, Carl Fletcher and Kanosuke Takeshita of the uh, Don Callis family. Taking on a dream team of people. Okay. You're joking. Not another one? Full disclosure, I got lost then. Because <laughs> I was about to press this button when you said the name of one of the members of the Babyface Supergroup. Okay, let's see if we can work out which one it's going to be, Hamlet. Uh Kenny Omega. Eh, it was going to be that one. Chris Jericho. Kota Ibushi. Definitely that one. Kota Ibushi and Paul White. No! No, no, no! In the, like a dragon Gaiden, Gaiden, Gaiden street fight. Apparently it's like some transatlantic thing. Yeah, it's the game. Pronunciation. Mm. Sega tie-in thing. Yeah. Uh, with the whatever the game it is that they're promoting. Um, how are you feeling about this one, Sige? Uh, just get it over with. It's get to the tag match at full gear. Well, I let's <laughs> get the blow-off to the Don Callis-Kenny Omega feud over with. That's where now. we are. Yeah. It's di- try and clean up the mess. That's what tonight, I, I, I think. It's ridiculous. Might make a bigger mess. It's ridiculous. To clean up the mess, but clean the mess. I do not have fundamentally a problem with tie-ins. Just don't. There's a good and bad version of everything. Um, but there's also a good and bad version of blowing off a grudge program and a betrayal. And what has this accomplished? Absolutely f***ing nothing. <laughs> so the idea is you go all the way back to 20... Not 17, because I remember it was Steve Carino on the call before they got Callus in. He was in by mid-17. I, I think so six, years. six years, six yeah. years, six years of Don Callis as Kenny Omega's hype man. The hyperbole was outrageous. Some people, some people, like a lot of people, in fact, were like distracted by it. Mm. So I understand that you're there to put over Kenny, but my God, there's a story to tell in the match as well. I think Callis was actually good at both. He struck a balance. Six years of the most believable manager-client relationship in wrestling in decades, and you know maybe a lot of that is by default because WWE didn't really do managers for a few decades there. But regardless, it was still on its own terms. It's really believable partnership. Um, Kenny Omega turns heel, brings Callis in through the cat flap and AEW. No one wants him there. He's a horrible, horrible person. He nonetheless manipulates Kenny. He nonetheless manipulates the Bucks. And then he reveals his true colors at double or nothing. And he taps up Kenosuke to Keshta, takes one look at Kenny Omega's movement, 
Oh, he's, oh, he's not as good as he was. Right, bang, instant betrayal. It was callous, cold-hearted, cynical. Like, ah, oh, well, you're no use to me anymore as a cash cow to piss off. I've got a new decathlete. Mm. Kenny Omega should have been raging. And he never cut the babyface fighter promo. And Takeshita beats Kenny, but then it never really gets booked to do anything significant after the fact. And more players get involved because it's babyface supergroups are um, just alamoed now in AEW. And then you got you reach this ridiculous set of circumstances where Cal Fletcher and Paul White <laughs> are just in opposite corners of the ring going, I don't really have a problem with you. I'm just friends for this week mm-hmm. with the people that are. When... In, I would say, around season 12, 13, 14, the Simpsons writers played with the idea to quite funny effect that, right, the goal, the, the day, the golden days are over. We've peaked. We've told so many great stories, but uh, we can't do anything else. It's finished. It's just done. It's done. But they had, like, some fun at their own expense with, like, oh, uh, Stick around and keep watching, and we're going to do different rubbish things. And then they basically used to take the piss out of the fact that it was over. Mm. Um, kind of like having fun at their own wake. And there's a story where Homer, like, I think it's the one where he changes his name to Max Power or something. And um, he gets a scarf, puts it over his shoulder, and he goes, Because that's the kind of guy I am this week. <laughs> and that's <laughs> Paul White's friends with Kenny Omega this week. It's just a bit rubbish. Tell you what, if that uh, oaf with candy cane legs, <laughs> the oaf with candy cane legs, Paul White, who's got no business being on this whatsoever, he's got no business doing trivial things in pro wrestling right now, I would argue, as Paul White, uh, particularly when he could have stuck Daniel Garcia, who's got a reason to actually hate Chris Jericho, and the more that he doesn't attack Chris Jericho and blame Chris Jericho for the complete downfall that is his career right now the less i less respect i have for the character the character these are characters you're fictional characters um i'm not anticipating this i in fact wanted to end it is a dismal conclusion to the saga which i believe it is because kenny omega said this is it didn't he yep. last week mm-hmm. moving on to books drama after this aren't they yep. yeah yeah more up uh, yeah so makes me think callus might be the devil as well you know because they'll suddenly be free like the family will have like theoretically, done what Callis out to do, which is end Kenny Omega. I think the heels win here, and yeah, like I think I think that suddenly frees up the Callis family. Like, well, what are we actually here for? This payoff was such a damp squib. What are we still kicking around for? If not the title, if not dominance, if not provided know. Paul White can do something, th- th- this could be fun. Yeah, like Kenny Omega doing like. DDT adjacent stuff with some of the ad- imagination and little of the charm will still be really fun. Like, this could be wild in ways you might not expect, really funny in ways you might not expect. There'll be some video game references that'll go clean over my head, but. Scott Telford in tomorrow. Yes, we can check in with him. Ooh, on the- well, we yeah. can't tomorrow because I don't think he watches Dynamite. I might, as as I might have do. to ask him to watch it tonight. Yeah. Get into our world. He's not going to do that. Yeah, imagine that. He's Stay up in the middle of the night. Like psycho, like Hamlet, just to watch this thing that you no, don't do any coverage. Play, he plays video games until like one in the morning. Yeah. Just turn that off. Put the wrestling right. on. Hold your controller. Pretend you're controlling the wrestlers. <laughs> I did see someone do that once when they were live streaming a UFC illegally. And they just held they had a little screen with them in the corner holding a, like a PlayStation thing being like, just streaming UFC uh, <laughs> 3, guys. The absolute best slash worst case scenario for this match, right? That somehow replicates that. Oh my god, that's going on right now, and that's absolutely tits. And oh my god, what is Kenny Omega going to do to Kenosuke Takeshita from that height over there? Mm. At the 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 best case scenario for this match is that it's this incredible brand of irreverent, exhilarating chaos. And the worst case is also the best case because you are going to get the dickhead. Engagement accounts, and they will get named soon. You know who I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> yes. you know who I'm talking about. Um, go and see. All right, see that they've done a f- really fun, yeah, stupid gimmick match that had some really cool moments in it. 
see what they're still completely botched this Kenny Omega versus Don Callis feud. They still completely failed to catapult Kanosuke Takeshita into a really prominent position on this card. And Paul White still gets a job somewhere. I'm not a gaming guy. If I was, I'd listen to the What Culture Gaming podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, a little gaming chat detour after this. Yeah, so much so that uh, Scott yesterday said, what's your game of the year, Adam? And I said, oh, probably Spider-Man. And he went, oh, cool, Spider-Man 2. I went, no, no, I've still not finished the first Spider-Man <laughs> on my PS4. Um, but I'm I'm not uh, disingenuous enough to, if they do something, like when like Kenny came out as like Undertale or something, didn't he? Well, years ago. Yeah, yeah. I didn't it's go... Sick. <laughs> I, I didn't go... Well, I don't know what that is, so I'm just going to shut my eyes and not watch those. They Jim Ross did. Some of us explaining it to him. It was too long an explanation. It was too long a video, but you watch that back now on YouTube. It's like four minutes of premium TV time. Before, like Kenny Mega, like, I wonder if people are going to get this. I was like, we, we got it now. Your, your video's explained it, Kenny. We just, wait. Yeah. But if they do something in that, I don't think, it's not going to bother me that I don't get the references. Please do, by the way. And we get, you know, lovely tweets uh, Thursday mornings giving people's takes on AW Dynamite. And you'll know this more than more than me and CG even, Hamflet, when they do uh, homages yeah. to gaming in their gear on any show, WWE, AW, whatever, and you're writing about it or even just appreciating it. Yeah. Um, you'll get explained. Oh, by the way, if you didn't get this, it's from Street Fire or what, you yeah, know, whatever. Yeah. So please, if there are spots, just in case Scott uh, hasn't uh, watched the show, that that make more sense with relation to the uh, Dragon Gaiden game, please let us know. And I'll try and factor that in tomorrow because otherwise I'll just be saying stuff going, they did this and I didn't really understand why. I'd really appreciate that. I could probably infer it, but a nice bit of air context would not go amiss. I got into this when it got done, quite honestly, because I, like... They, um, with Sige, they've they botched it. They've ruined it. Like, it was beyond fixing as a serious wrestling match. Like, at this point, if you put these four against each other, well, the big show frigging walks out there. I'm not thinking... I'm not thinking what the kayfabe is, which is, yeah, powerhouse Hobbs. Jericho has got a bigger friend. And he's still hard. The biggest <laughs> friend. Basement dropkick, his knees explode. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's that with the height issue. What's well, Tim Ross, you say, oh, you've got around a vertical brace. You <laughs> cut, cut down the vertical brace in six seconds. Like, a chop block. He's going to hospital. <laughs> like, like, that was when it was, well, don't, don't lie. Don't tell me this is serious and this is the payoff and this is what, like, six years or even six months of television have been leading to from when Callis turned because that's a lie. Mm. So when it became complete bollocks, I was back in. Like, just accept this as a, a dead rubber that you can, like, you can really polish this turd now because it's a gaming tie-in. Like, they were filming. Remember, like, and I didn't care that this was exposed online. Wrestling's a work. But remember, was it, like, Callis um, and yeah. uh, Takeshita were in Tokyo and it was Omega filming them? Yeah. Like, fine. Like, who cares? I want them to, because some of this game, I think, is set. They were driving in the same car. Like, yeah. what's the... What? Some of this game is set in Japan. Duggan in the sheet, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who cares, right? But I think, like, some of this game might be filmed in Japan, or there's, like, cool mafia elements or whatever. Yeah. Like, halfway through the match, I'm not campaigning for an entire cinematic thing, right? But halfway through the match, Kenny Mega V-triggers Takeshita so hard, he, like, opens up a vortex, <laughs> and they fly through it together, and then suddenly they're fighting on the streets of Tokyo, and they filmed it a few weeks ago. Fine. Like that's gonna be that's gonna look really cool, mm. and then like he like the vortex reopens and they walk back through and they're just back like in time for the, the um, finish. The Mysterios took one of the shows exactly. Remember that when that opened up for no reason it was related to no part of the story. What was this Mysterios and Edge were like is that, um, a massive wormhole? Uh, I think it is. Should we go through it? Well, will it take us to the ring or will we go through the door we always go through? Let's try the vortex. It's open to the ring. <laughs> they just took the fun away, like. <laughs> Uh, regular gorilla position that's been that way for 50 years or water slide. I think I'll take a water slide, thank you. What was like, the last good like tie-in that they had? We had the Texas Chainsaw thing, didn't we? Charity aside, one of the worst matches of the year. We had the Zombies Backlash thing, didn't we? Oh, horrendous because of zombies basically being lumberjacks until they weren't. But then again, we also had Cinnamon Toast Crunch for Rey Mysterio for no apparent bloody reason and let's not forget one of the spots of the year um... KSI in a prime ball, get put through a table. Really funny. Uh, this is what I mean. Like, it's bollocks now. Uh, like, I apologise to those that were still clinging on. It's bollocks now. So wrestling can do bollocks really well. Yes. So just do that. Like, it, like save... You're not saving the feud. Just save the night. Save the match. Mm. Like, this can be great. This can be really, really fun. But, I right, to Sidious' point... Ibushi, Michael... F 
fucking nuts here. Wait, That's something. Yeah. He might go He's overdue. He's overdue. He might go absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him back. Balcony dive. Yeah. Do what you friggin' like in a situation like this. I mean, I, would I recommend it at this uh, with uh, Ibushi in this condition? He no. Needs to do something for me. I've just not seen. Well, he's going to terrify you. <laughs> out your ass tonight. Just hanging on to your ringer. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Ibushi does a big spot. Ah, Dropping in the bottom. <laughs> what a visual. I like the idea. Like, look at it. Look at the Don Callis family. For a single win it because Kota Ibushi <laughs> did spots. Yeah. Look at the big lads they've got. Look, they've got Takeshita. They've got, they've got powerhouse ups. Now they've added Brian Cage. You know, Carl Fletcher's in the team as well. He's a yard. I know he's getting bigger, but like stood next well, to those he's three. Just the, smallest massive. He, the smallest he ever looked was running into Paul White's face. <laughs> I believe he minimizes everything, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Idiot. Who do you think? Well, I don't care. Taz is back on shift, isn't he? Like that was one of the hardest jobs he had in the mid two thousands. What big thing does Taz have to say? Big Show's hands are like. Man's got hands like hands. Got hands like typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> Typewriter Jones. Like what's gonna? Big hands Jones tonight on Dynamite. Feels like Omega and Jericho. Well, the team featuring Omega and Jericho kind of have to win going into Saturday. Yeah, and it's like, see, cut Dawn. Now I've got my revenge. No, <laughs> <laughs> then it's, it's 50 50 like i think i think the body's there's no all or nothing drama like does uh, callus take a bump so it's like a a moment of revenge at least yeah he should can you make a should v trigger him and like there we go do i want a good bruise bat on this well i think well i'll say i'll tell you why i think the body's wings think that powerhouse hobbs wins if he joins the stable oh, that's a, a good point. loser again powerhouse Hobbs. i start to judge him the character stop picking Crap mates for crap outcomes. Is, like, it's, 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 it's a work of fiction. It's professional wrestling, right? Okay. There is nothing stopping, really, other than the booker's imagination and his incompetence. There's nothing stopping any character from doing anything. If you're Hobbs, you are an idiot for aligning with these morons who get you nowhere over and over again. I thought, yeah, I thought you'd learn from QT. He could just indiscriminately attack anyone he wants backstage as this absolute monster who no one can fight because he's powerhouse Hobbs. The Cruz are going to win. I'm Fletcher leaning, will do the job. I was going to say, I'm leaning towards... Uh, <laughs> That's the thing they can... Fle- job, job, job him out. J- j- job him out, Fletcher. Because... Uh, I've just had a coffee before recording. Um, because then once uh, Aussie Open are back and Mark Davis is back. Good as new. Yeah, I think you're right. I think... Throw on the Barbie for like months and... Would and it then, not be Cage losing because Callis can... Like, argue after the fact. Like, when the dust has settled, like, well, it wasn't one of the family members. And he just had a baby. That as well. I think it's Fletcher, and I think they're going to set Powerhouse Hobbs on him, like, next week or whatever. Just like, we're going to have... Uh, yeah. gonna, but, but, yeah, Cage makes sense as well, like you say. I, I do think Babyfaces win, because otherwise, what are we doing? Hashtag but, yeah, the Powerhouse Hobbs thing is valid. Hashtag Paul White getting beaten down and out. I had Hobbs... Hobbs, that's the size of typewriters. Hobbs standing tall. Can he get his revenge on Callis? But, like, like I say, the theme of all this is... So what? Mm. So okay. Like Hob, Hob's getting his big moment, you know, like just for something. Uh, do not care. <laughs> uh, we've also got the, uh, what they call Golden Jets' as opponents in action tonight, because uh, it's the Young Bucks taking on the uh, Thickest Thieves team of uh, Penguin <laughs> Commander, who've never uh, had any crosswords, have they, Sige? It was kind of a exhibition yeah. to celebrate. What was it, the Mexican... No idea. It's like a Mexican holiday. They yeah. had a match to okay. celebrate it. But it's, it was the three-way on Rampage <laughs> was Commander versus Penta versus Vikingo. Mm-hmm. And then you have Vikingo <laughs> and Commander versus FTR. Mm-hmm. And now you have Commander and Penta <laughs> versus the Young Bucks. What <laughs> sense does this make? Yeah, none. Why are they doing it? Um... Anyway, here's, should we talk a little bit of a deep dive <laughs> into the Young Bucks? Yes, yes please. please. What's going oh, on? Oh, we're in. What's going on, guys? Uh, I, don't right. know, I don't know how we can f*** with all these trays between our legs. <laughs> More on that in the NXT review. The oh, accusation boy. from their... Accusation, b- sorry. From their body lot. La- <sighs> oh, it's Matt or Nick. <laughs> Oh, get another update. <gasps> What's Hello? on your screen? What's on your screen? We'll talk about it instead. Yeah, all right. I think books obviously win uh, because they need the win going into full gear. Maybe showing more bastardy leanings. 
So, yeah, I'll be... I think Sid has got the, uh, the better rundown on the deep dive on the books, but I'll say about this match. It's an obvious winners, obvious losers, AEW Dynamite match, of which there is at least one a week. Uh-huh. But... I think this could be the sleeper hit of this dynamite because we've not seen. I young, agree, yeah. The Young Bucks heel turn the other week. Well, the, the tantrum that ultimately revealed that they were going to properly turn heel to pay off this. Oh, we don't give a toss about anything. <laughs> promo that they've been cutting for the last three months <laughs> since since apparently getting everything they want. They got their they got their uh, they got their new fancy new contracts and their raison d'être. Uh, back in form of an AW sans CM Punk, and yet it's still really grumpy, grumpy like we're mirroring the fans because we're just as grumpy as the fans, <laughs> right? They got that, and the heel turn, the tantrum, the whatever. Glad I answered that. Ah, everything all right? It's just the the new hipster restaurant in Newcastle upon Tyne. Got your table returning. I've got my table now. Excellent. Oh my God. I was gonna instantly unrecognised number go. Yeah, never do answer that. We talked about yes. I'm glad you got. I'm glad that paid uh, off. Yeah, this is the first. A bit like when they turned heel the first time in AW. Uh-huh. Chandelier headbands, Dior uh, yes. trainers, the whole deal. Oh. They've basically got this one match against a guy like Penta, who they brutalised in the past to be the biggest arseholes. They were going to brutalise him because there would be no banter there. Yeah, like in the past. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's going to be a lot of catharsis, I think, for people that, like myself who've been a bit sick of the Young Bucks <laughs> these last few months, <laughs> like, cheer up. Where's the joy? Be present. Yeah. Where's the joy that you shared when you ran around the ring on that collision in Chicago? Where's that been on telly, right? Mm. This is the night where, like, I get that cathartic feeling of the arseholes are back, mm. and it's the perfect time, because they're about to fight a babyface Golden Jets in a proper heel babyface elite tag match on the pay-per-view. So in that respect, even though obvious winner, obvious loser, I think this will be... Pretty great. It's yeah. going to be the most memorable books TV match in a while. The Young Bucks are going to be eating good tonight. Over to you, Michael Sidgwick. Now that I'm going to be eating good at the small canteen. Yeah. So you, say- you were about to do your thing? Deep yeah. dive. <laughs> so we don't repeat. All I was saying was, like, as far as the obvious winners, obviously, as Dynamite matches go, what we know about the Young Bucks with Penta and the Young Bucks when they've just turned heel, they'll probably be quite funny, this. Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah. The Young Bucks brackets general, give me a few minutes here. It feels like every single person, apart from, like, the losers <laughs> who have their head in the sand. Trust me, I think the Young Bucks are the best tag team of all time. I think they are going to get inducted into the one Hall of Fame, <laughs> and they are fully deserving of it. The They've issue. changed the business yeah. more than 99.9% of the people ever been part of it. It's time to start giving a f- <laughs> It's time to start warranting what it is you are great at. It's time to dial back in or um, just get out. I'll be funny, like, they are having a legacy-defining, maybe even legacy-destroying 18 months here, and it's time to either go for a while Request a leave of absence. I don't know. You've just signed a deal, so you might be screwed on that front, right? And then just absence can make the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. Or you can just give yourself a shake and get into it if you can summon. Because it feels like everyone knows that there's a story, but no one knows the content of the story. Everyone can infer from the body language these very frequent absences from television, the lack of, like, cohesive long-term direction, like, are they going to have another match with FTR? They just refused the handshake and then won the number one title contenders. And the AEW of old would reassure you reassure you in small and very different ways that, no, 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 we haven't forgot about that. That one's coming. Like, buckle up, fasten your seatbelt, Get in on the ground floor with this and enjoy and luxuriate mm. in this space because it's coming. I've got no reassurance or indication or anything that they're going to go back to Bucks FTR. It, it look, it's like it's been dropped dead mm. with none of that, you know. Yeah. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. A few detours first. Like, this happens in pro wrestling as well. Like, if you, you could do everything. And what have the books done, right? The books have saved the art form in the United States of America, mm-hmm. for me, and for a lot of people as well, that should give them privileges 
to do whatever they want forever. Imagine not having AEW. Just imagine it. It would suck. It, oh, my God, it would be the worst. Not you, but, you know, it would be the worst. Oh, it's for better. It's oh, better yeah, for yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And even then, it's such... And this maybe is strengthening their resolve to be... I'm turned off, okay? <laughs> I'm turned off, Larry. Like, maybe it's just strengthening their resolve to be like, oh, no, I'm going to be even more passive-aggressive and moaning in the face of this, right? After all of that, they have, like, a bad year, and then people are like, bored of them, bored of their, their rubbish. But quite frankly, I am. Like, you have to just stay at the top. It's, a, it's harder to do that than to get mm. there, realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've proven that they were better at getting there staying there like just switch on this match should be the can you remember me and Hamlet were taking the piss I love him like I do we were taking the absolute piss out of Matt Jackson in the office earlier because you know as much as I love him he has got he's kind of a ripe for mockery isn't he mm. and he was having that existential crisis about whether he should turn on Kenny or team with John Moxley and Moxley was like hit him he's a dick he's right there and Matt Jackson was going <laughs> Little Matty Jackson. Little Matty Jackson. <laughs> don't know whether to hit her or not. He's my friend. He means so much to me. We went on this journey together and I can't just abandon him so quickly. <laughs> Moxley was like, you know. And he's like, oh, I'm going to chin you and said Moxley. And you know, we do the two sweet, but oh, we go all the way in next week. Chandeliers on their head <laughs> in silver. Dior trainers taking the piss out of a baby face hot tag. Oh my God. Like, Five-star match seven days after the melodrama babyface thing had yep. uh, jumped the shark. That match against Pack and Penta, was it? Mm-hmm. Or Pack and Phoenix? Pack and Phoenix. Pack and Fe- oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they just had the best run. I need something like that tonight. Yes. I don't want to see a Dave Meltzer four-and-a-half-star match, which I love you, Dave, as well. I'm sorry. I love you. To everyone else, it's three stars at this point. <laughs> of them just doing their stuff, maybe with a bit of an edge, a bit of a sulk. I want you to just be complete dickheads, please. Brash, obnoxious, like, manipulative. Work me, daddy, (laughs) by, like, coming out in your home state, nearest thing to your hometown in a decent arena, and then, like, yay, we're back and back, and then, like, just wipe your arse on my face. (laughs) (laughs) With, you know, just be complete dicks, look interested, look dialed in, um... Because the amount of people who can just feel body language is off, they don't feel present, doesn't feel like there's a plan for them, because like every plan they have, it seems to be getting shelved. Like, look at the amount of dropped stuff with the books this year. Oh, that Dark Order continuation, fierce criticism, not this sh- again. All right, we'll drop that. Oh, they're going to do a long-term thing with FTR, we'll match at Wembley then. Oh, where's that gone? Mm. It just feels like they are either not pushing for a spot that, Stars of their wattage or what they used to have should be pushing mm-hmm. for. The onus is kind of on them to a degree. Is Tony Khan lost interest? Is Tony Khan leaving that email marked as unread? I'll get to it on Monday. With the Young Bucks, his management team, his former creative team members, and just thinking, ah, oh, yeah, I'll get around to their creative at some point, or I'll do something with them at some point. Something's going on. Something is going on. Just no one knows what the story is. And the other accusation in this match against Penta, of all people, is not going to help, is I went on cage match, right? To deep dive into the accusations that the young guys <laughs> only wrestle their friends. So I've got Nick Jackson cage match, and I've clicked on matches, right? November 1st, 2023. The Young Bucks work a match in which Brian Cage, a friend from the SoCal scene, is involved. The next match they have has got Matt and Jeff Hardy, their idols, involved. That was on the 25th of October. You'd have to go all the way back to the 4th of October to get to Ray Phoenix, a friend of Nick Jackson. Then before that, they are in a match with Penta um, in it. At Wrestle Dream, and that's a four-way where they get the title shot. First of October, it is what October the uh, November the fifteenth, mm-hmm. and they only addressed that last week. Mm-hmm. They only addressed that last week. Oh, by the way, you know this one thing we won a few months ago. Oh well, we're gonna have a fight for that, even though at the pay per view we could have had the actual match itself yep. and the titles that they increasingly don't seem to give a toss about. Prior to that, it's a yeah, it's another match with Brian Cage, their friend from the SoCal scene. Prior to that, it's. 
Yeah, it's another match with Brian Cage <laughs> from the SoCal scene. And then you have to go all the way back to the 6th of September, which is just after All In, All Out, where it's like, oh, the Bucks are working FTR, uh, they're back in the tag team title hunt. It feels like, all right, okay, they're finally getting back into step, clicking, feeling present, feeling like they belong, feeling like they want it again. And the last time they didn't work, one of their friends in a match was 6th of September. Maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe Tony Khan mm -hmm. is just going, I want you to work them, them, and them, 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 and them. Coincidentally, they're all friends. And the Young Bucks have went, yeah, well, it's a job now. If you look at that statement on Sports Illustrated when they re-signed their deals, the glaring subtext was, we might as well. Schedule this, schedule that. Don't care about classic matches. We've given loads of people Best jobs. That's our legacy. Best tag team. Uh, we might as well. Schedule's good, so why not? The books. And they only signed as a four, Page Omega and Bucks. They said anywhere they went, it would be a um, joint decision because they just want to work with... Their friends. Correct. <laughs> the books. In AEW. So you hate a team and have a feud with them? How hard is it? Well, it's wrestling. As you like, as, not just as your EVPs, but as your, some of your top stars, which the books are or should be. Uh -huh. All wrestling companies with their top stars should be thinking on a macro and micro level. It can never just be what you're working on right now. What are you working on? <laughs> it should absolutely be both. There should be this feud that you're having right now as part of a bigger picture. When AEW first launched, the books were maybe like, say, for example, trying to get over private party. But the bigger picture was we're going to make tag team wrestling and a tag team title match at the main event mm -hmm. of a pay-per-view because we're the Young Bucks and we've done that everywhere we've gone. We're going to do it in a mainstream company and it's never been done before. WWE got there first, yeah. right, with WrestleMania this year. So that got lost. Uh, but at least, like, the Young Bucks were still uh, in the trios division with Kenny Omega and that was what they were doing right, right now. But, like, wow, we've lost sight of whatever the bigger picture was. For the last six months, there's been no micro. Even when the Codyverse was at its worst... That was what you knew Cody was doing week to week. You had completely lost sight of the bigger picture, and so had he. You were trying to trace Why is he feuding with him? Why is this person yeah. he's feuding with friends with that person? But he was doing it with those people. Like, he was this featured guy, and it's was like, God, I wish you could make friggin' sense whatever the hell Cody's trying to get back to. And you couldn't, ultimately. They lost the classic tag team with Pac. Yeah, <laughs> they lost the thread. But he was fighting with these guys. He was in the middle of this rivalry with so-and-so and so-and-so. Like, the books have lost both. You cannot week to week really figure out who they're there for and what they're mm -hmm. doing other than wrestling the friends and whatever the bigger picture was, whether it was to be to re-elevate tag team wrestling back to the top of the industry, whether it was to continue to change the world in whatever way they saw fit, whether it was to bring their friends along like a, like Brandon Cutler or more recently a Colt Cabana and just let them live with them at the top of the card in high-profile pictures every week in that old adage nepotism, but in a nice way. You know, the, the nice side of all friend wrestling, even if it was just that, and being the elite gets to, like, still exist. Where, where's even that gone? Mm. Like, you know, like, I don't care. I don't doing a very, very good job of not giving a toss. Or, alternatively, they're doing a very, 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 very bad job of telling people that they still care. Well, like, like this BTE getting dropped amid all of this. We're off TV sometimes. We don't really seem to care when we're there. Mm. Got a title shot. Who cares? You know what I mean? Like dropping BTE at this point, mm. even for optics, you would just do it for another month or something so that it still looked like you gave it to us. It's just not helping their reputation whatsoever. This is the thing like the, what I was saying before about MJF is rooted in the fact that I remember how AEW worked and could probably still work and thus want to think there's always something bigger with MJF. I can always believe there's something bigger and there's something more to that character that he wants to add on to that can one day help another story mm -hmm. and another feud. That's, that's gone with the Young Bucks. You need like a hard reset. But mm -hmm. to do that, the wrestlers themselves have got to be mega invested at the ground floor and I just don't see it. So why should I believe it? Yeah. One more thing on this, sorry, because we should be fair and balanced. One of the big things was, oh, they're not doing anything in Ontario. Nothing was announced for the Young Bucks in Ontario for this. Mm. And they've had a match announced. You could make the argument that they have deliberately held back on the announcement of this match until the day before to encourage a pretty strong, if undermentioned, trend in AEW this year that 
like defying the trend of the first few years of this uh, promotion's existence, they are getting walk-up business towards yeah. the end. Um, it happened earlier this year. Escalera de la Muerte did great walk-up business. Um, the Mystical Rampage taping. Oh, yeah. Great late surge in sales. And there's been scattered examples, uh, Grand Slam, scattered examples of these days, maybe the AEW, the behavior of the AEW audience ticket-buying public has shifted and they are more likely to be swayed at the last minute rather than the vast majority of people who are going to go just cannot wait. The idea that they have a ticket, maybe they're a bit more casual in their habits mm-hmm. and they're waiting to be impressed and the idea of the Young Bucks having a Young Bucks match, let's face it, <laughs> against um, Commander and Penta is like, right, okay, we might get an extra 500 or something from this. Um, maybe that explains why the Young Bucks didn't seem buzzing to wrestle in their hometown or close to it. Well, yeah, to further balance that for positivity then, like, again, we kind of called for a long time for AEW to feel a bit like the listening company again. The books, even if, it, like, I think Sid is right there, I think that, that walk-up thing, and, you know, like, we've talked about them going into their, they do the ticket offers now, don't they? It's always like, buy one, get one free, or buy a family of four or whatever. That plus a hot match is going to drive yeah. this business, isn't it? If, it, like, people now, Grand Slam's the one, isn't it? Nobody should be buying a ticket on day one for Grand Slam anymore. Not after this year. I'm I'm very wait, worried about what the ticket like sales out. looks like next year. Wait it out and you'll get your deal or whatever. But you get a great match as a mm. reward. I've been off Grand Slam next year. Well, I will see, I suppose. But like, if they're a listening company and they've heard any of that criticism and it's in line with like what they're doing as a business practice, then, yeah, like respond to the criticism. You know what? We should have a Young Bucks match. Let's do that. The fans are right on that one. That's a good thing too. Like show that there's a still, a, still a connection, even if it's been... Like, stretch to breaking point, I think, with your core base in 2023. Show that it's still there. You've heard, ah, oh, this should be on the card, and we'll give you something that you know you're going to enjoy if you're in the building. Aye. They got dragged kicking and screaming into it, though. I mean, we'll never know because they just don't yeah. talk anymore. And that's another problem. They they were the, they revolutionised. And I, I'm sorry, Will, but I know this is turning into a young boy. It's all right. Get the table. They revolutionised the meet and greet racket. That maybe started this whole parasocial yeah. relationships with wrestlers deal that's really taken off. Felt to me like that was the first years. turning point with the Young Bucks when they got snippy with the fans that they once built that rapport with. New Bio. Yeah, that was like new a real... New Bio had some great banter, though. It did, it did, yeah. <laughs> Even CM Punk did some New Bio uh, stuff. Yeah, different time, wasn't it? But that was the first time when I remember like, oh, like the, you're, you're in your own company now. Yeah. So you, did you like that a little bit less than you used to when you really needed it to Aye. fill your cars with gas or whatever it was, you know? <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, not the only tag match, of course, tonight. You've got Orange Cassidy and Hook taking on John Moxley and Wheeler Utah in advance, of course, of, of Mox versus Cassidy. And I suppose they might add Hook versus Utah onto full gear. They might probably put it on the, the kickoff. What if Matt Jackson and Nick, Jack- Nick Jackson <laughs> start yawning throughout the match or like checking the watch for what time they can get out? Like that. Would that be a good version of leaning in? Or they've done yeah. a lot, rather a lot of leaning in well, for the past I think they've been doing that quietly years. with the gear because they've not been wearing like their flashy jacket. They've just been coming out in the tights, haven't they? So like, ha- like have that go even more like one of them in the jeans. <laughs> Something like that. Like, oh, you got your headband off. I left my back there. Yeah, yeah. I like going back. Like, half, you do the entrance halfway through and you just break the pose and go back into the tunnel. I forgot my thing. Give a minute. Right there. <laughs> just play with me. Yeah. Play with me. Do something. Um, I, Hook versus Utah could go on the... Um, 
pre-show. This match, honestly, I'm the most excited I've been about AEW in quite some time is for the two minutes or the three minutes in which Mock <laughs> and <laughs> Hook interact. Yeah. What does that look like? I bet you bloody John Moxley can't wait to have a few minutes with him. Like proper grapply, like really unique pro wrestling. I can't imagine each just will say to each other, oh, let's do our spots or whatever. I think Mox is going to be like, I want to wrestle you on your terms. I just want to know what that looks like. I think you should uh, squash his crisps in front of him and have Hook <gasps> just swing for him. And that'll be the start. That's like, have them two start the match. Hook's still got his crisps Aye. and Moxley just... He brought these. <laughs> One of my favorite things about Mox is that he's so learned about like the MMA influence on his style. Can you remember? Oh my God. Like, I don't even think the match was that good. He had a match, Moxley, a singles match with Stu Grayson that was built from a trios match that the BCC had with the Dark Order, and it was goaded. I can't even remember when it was. Was it was earlier it, this year? Was it when Grayson was possibly going to get rehired? Or did yes, get rehired? Sorry, yes, when yes. he got Stratt rehired. Straight yeah, back yeah. It, yeah. So Grayson had this trios match because they were in Canada. That's, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And the BCC had a go at trios match of the Dark Order. And it was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And Mox and Grayson's f- exchange was the highlight. And then they had, oh my God, yes, thank you. This is why AEW is AEW. They've seen the praise, they've heard the building, and they've set up the singles match for next week. And then Mox and Grayson had the singles match, and it was uh, a bit disappointing, actually. Mm. Remember the finish? No. It was Stu Grayson had him in a reverse torture rack, I think. That's one of his setup for his signatures or his finish. And Mox just kind of flipped and had him in the bulldog choke in one seamless thing. Like, that is the kind of energy I expect Hook and Mox to bring, because Hook is so... Uh, how would Jim Ross say it? Uh, unorthodox <laughs> in his movements. Well, the idea of Hook seemingly like bamboozling Moxley with his like unique attack patterns and his unique judo-based style, only for Moxley to go, no, I'm the pretty cleverest and most sadistic guy, then just somehow like pop his head like a pimple. Yeah. <laughs> I, honestly, the three minutes that they have. What's the... Bookmark this podcast... <laughs> Mox and Hook are going to do some um, generational cooking. That'll get um, remembered in Dynamite Law as a this hidden gem moment on Dynamite. <laughs> Bookmark this podcast. Yeah. What's that thing that Hook does? I always forget. It's not in step or drop step or something. Drop step. Mox just does one of them. Like out of a situation, drop steps forward, and Hook's like, mm-hmm. like oh, what? <laughs> Mox does a drop step for something. I forget what it is. Kenny Omega's got the best drop step. Or, uh, you know what yeah, the, he does. Basically, the drop step is the thing that Kenny Omega does when he goes down to one knee and then does the um, Snapdragon. Yeah, right. it's lush. Did it, did it, did it, it. What's the other name for the drop step? I'm so rubbish with moves, techniques, and yeah, like... I have no idea. This it's like a lunge, isn't it? But I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Don't want to venture a guess for the for the purpose of a game, so you can do a silly answer. The other name for the drop step. This is uh, not me, not my words. The words of Taz. Uh, Lunge Jones. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the spirit of a game. Thank yeah. you. No idea. Uh, so what's it? What is when he drops down to a knee? So a drop name. step. Like, yeah. So right, come here. You do it. You do it. No, you come here. So you're. <laughs> so you come like lunge at me. Okay. Like do right. Bam, yeah. look at me. Look okay. at me. Right. That is the drop step. Drop Whoa! step into the snapdragon. So, listeners, so it's just snapdragon Wilbon. The proposal. You go down to one knee. Good. <laughs> really good. Very good. Do you want a clue? Yeah. Let's just say um Stacks would like the other name for the drop I'd step. That's their finish. Uh, More on that later. <laughs> sex leg. <laughs> nope. The other name for it is the penetration step. <laughs> yeah. New favorite move. That's good. Uh, orange, oh, yeah. Or, orange Cassie pins wheelie it. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then they... Then, then no, they no, no, no. Mox is gunning for the title back, so he's going to... Oh, they don't want to pin hook. Kind of pin hook, so it's Cassidy pins. I reckon Cassidy takes the, the, does the job. I think you might be right here. Yeah. They do then, not want to pin Hook because he's beaten. Then you, then you Hook's been pinned once off Perry. Yeah. 
I think that's the way you do it because then you have Cassidy being like, oh, God, Cassidy called for this fight and now he's going to lose his title already on Saturday. Yeah. And you, a little twat that he is, can go like, I beat you, Hook. And it's like, you didn't pin anyone and Hook wasn't pinned, but then that's how they put the FCW title match on. You has not been a little twat lately, though, because the BCC sucks. Like, lately he's been sort of, yeah, I'm helping the good guys, because what are we doing this week, Dad? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's his sort of... Yeah, they need to work out what position they're all in. But Moxley said he's fighting Orange Cassidy because what kind of example would he be setting to Wheelie Uta if he wasn't going to show him honour? Yes. <laughs> what? I, I need that match, by the way. Like, just to for Orange Cassidy to beat John Moxley, to friggin' shake hands, never see each other again for like two years on television, and Moxley just be like, I lost with some honour. It's happened a couple of times this year. I've really learned a few things. I'm going to go back to being John Moxley. Uh, bye bye. Uh, see you later, Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> just, just need that so much. Hate the BCC. Me too. I love every single person in it. Well, I love Moxley and Danielson, <laughs> but I hate the BCC. It sucked almost from D1, actually. Is Some great matches aside. Yeah. MJF running out of friends is one of the overarching questions on this show. They're all getting battered or injured. A claim got put through, well, Anthony Bowens got put through a glass window last week. Samoa Joe obviously surrendered the uh, ROH TV title and is now gunning for the uh, the AW World title, but that's not going to happen just yet, obviously, with Jay White coming up for MJF. And you've got the guns waiting for him at full gear as well. Is this the night that MJF finally says, do you know what, Joe, can you A, be in my corner at full gear so that we don't have bing-bing-ging interference in the main event? Or uh, do you know what, Joe, do you want to... Adam Cole suggested this. Do you want to be my tag partner for the, the tag match at Full Gear or both? Um, I get... Oh, I hate the, I hate ROH so much. I get that you have to do something to build... You have to, air quotes, to do something to build this ROH World Tag Team title match. We had a big on, rant on about ROH on Collision I'm not, I'm Preview not last week. I'm not going to relitigate that, but uh, the long and short of it is that I hate ROH and I have that <laughs> since March 2022. And... Uh, if only CM Punk hadn't been signed by AEW, this promotion would be so much better off. Yeah. What's that got to do with it? Because of the, you know, I heard the rumor that Tony Khan bought for Punk <laughs> to like impress him. So I've got your library. I don't think it's true. But, uh, but Joe wanted it for the Fed, didn't he? Joe wanted it for the network. He was what, trying to buy it. Yeah. What present do you reckon he regrets more? Just conjecture. Just a bit of rumor, guys. What pre- is a present do you wish you, you kept the receipt for? Or Flair. Or Rick Flair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he got his ass kicked there. Rightfully so, actually, on that Ric Flair deal. Um, I've been drinking my woo energy. Yeah, as I was saying, it's a shame that we, air quotes, have to settle the business of what happens to the ROH World Tag Team Championships when MGF would be far better served having five minutes to just sell me on this Jay White match. And on Jay White as well. Now, they haven't really made canon... Oh, this is what Jay White kind of does, you know. He enters title matches. Like, please, like, tell me this. You've got a partnership with mm-hmm. um, yeah. New Japan. Show me the footage <laughs> of Jay White making the entire New Japan fandom. And he's done this uh, on, as Hamza pointed out, against Kenny Omega, against um, Trunks Okada. Like, on more than one occasion, Jay White has made the whole New Japan fandom go, huh? Bring out the, uh, what's it called? Surrender Cobra. What's it called? Yeah, yeah the same. Yeah. yeah. Show me the footage of that happening and Jay White saying, everybody read me off. You write me off of your peril. <laughs> per- <laughs> peril. Peril. <laughs> I'm the killist. Get, I don't give a sh- about the devil. I'm sorry, Wilborn. Sorry? I think the devil and the associates look like... Um, Quite think it's Black Scorpion bad, but it ain't four horsemen good. Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't care about the devil. I don't care about Adam. I don't care about Roddy. I don't care about the kingdom. I do not care about giraffes. I do not care about the acclaimed. It's pretty bad timing. Oh my god, you beat up not the acclaimed. <laughs> Everyone is getting increasingly bored of the acclaimed. Now Full Gear won't have a trios match. Oh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I bet you. Does <laughs> going through the glass means nothing, okay? It's uh, the acclaimed versus random trio supergroup Jones A, B, and C, whatever. 
I don't need any of these additional things. Oh, God. It's been so unfocused and scattershot and subplotty and signposted. Let's give us five minutes to give a toss about mm. MGF versus JY at last. Is it going to be? So I'm, I think MGF picks Joe tonight because of Adam Cole repeatedly saying pick Joe. And that's where the fix is in. Like, why, why is that going on? Why is Adam Cole from the very beginning said, like, go with him? Like, he was there ring, so he got injured after MGF beat Smojo a Grand Slam. There's no on-screen link between those two, but Adam Cole has been very steadfast in his opinion that he should just use Joe's help. So I think MJF does that tonight because he's listening to his friend who's going to call in again on Dynamite with his, like, sort of video chat thing and be like, all right, you know what? Fair enough. I'll just, I'll I'll trust you. I'm not picking him for me. I'm going to trust him for you. That does free up uh, Roddy Strong in the kingdom for the acclaimed trios title match. And that brings them two sides together. I've just thought about that. But yeah, I think he... He listens to Adam Cole tonight, and that is part of what's going on here. You know, like, there's lots of questions. I like that. I think they've asked a lot of questions that I do want to see answered. I'm the only one, I think. I've, uh, the like, only uh, question I want asked of me ahead of a pay-per-view that I'm theoretically, if I'm in America, spent, <laughs> spending $50 on is, oh, my God, is uh, JY going to be the new AEW World Champions at the minute? Yeah. So um, do you think, like, he's asking co- that? He's coming. What's your, uh, on full, the whole card, what's your 50 bucks moment? What's the, like, the, you're dropping 50 big ones, 50 Gs on uh, this pay-per-view. If Hang, when Hanger said Texas death, yeah, I did do this a little bit. So I'm not on video, I went. <laughs> he's having <opening, laughs> his wallet, ladies and gentlemen. And then I went. Yeah. <laughs> this could be the first AEW pay-per-view I ain't buying. Like, Wrestle Dream had ZSJ Danielson. All Out had... Danielson and Starks. <laughs> all in was all in. It was absolutely class. That's when Better Than You Baby was actually goaded. The pandemic was, I just need a release. <laughs> it's <laughs> some fun, guys. It's some new fun. That isn't uh, the uh, the last dance. Um, this is the first one where I'm thinking, eh. Uh, not really. Mm. See you later, guys. <laughs> How do you think they introduce it? Because Joe said all you have to do is say my name, don't you? To, to oh, yeah. activate it. So is it like the Bing Bing Gang surround the ring? And he says, my name's not actually Maxwell. Jacob Friedman is Maxwell. Joker Friedman, actually. And then Samoa Joe comes in and saves him, kicks their ass. M. Joe F is their team name. <laughs> I bet the new baby. That's good. There you go. M. Joe F gets matching fight shots like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe wears the baby scarf. They do a bit of matching. They mix the entrance things. We fixed oh, it. M. Joe F. Well, how would it sound if... Burm, 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 burm. So addictive, I want to do it all That funky one they dropped when he won the NXT title. What the hell is that? It's like, I reacted to that the same way Moxie when he first heard the proper version of Wild Thing. The uh, pan pipes bit was it? The trogs. That's the one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Moving on, uh, we've got not two women's matches. Not getting that far, but something exciting to look forward to, as well as another women's match on tonight's show, uh, because uh, Mariah May was introduced last week with with RJ City, and as a professional wrestling journalist, I pay attention to these sorts of things. RJ City promised to introduce her to Timeless Tony Storm this week ahead of Tony Storm challenging Kakara Shida for the title on Saturday, which we disagree about in terms of Mariah May's involvement in this match, but we all think that she is going to be involved one way or another. Indeed. Um, how does Tony Storm react to Mariah May? That's the question here because we know Mariah May is going to be like the fawning, you know, like super mega fan, whatever. Does Tony Storm initially bristle? Or does she love that someone loves her because she spots craves the spotlight? Does she is she suspicious or so smarter people than me have referenced all, all about Eve, Eve, which I haven't seen. But there is There's, it's the you know what the problem with all about Eve is. What? It was made in uh, I don't know the year. I, 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 I've got a vague idea, but does that just double check out a fax right? So all about Eve was made in nineteen. Yeah. 50. Yeah, that, and that is the past, and there's no banter and all about that's Eve. That's true. <laughs> but that's timeless Tony Storm time, isn't it? Like an actor of that era. The Eve character, I'm assuming, is the stalker figure. 
because Tony Khan, to their credit here with this story, when he announced Mariah May's sign and said, it's, it's all, all about, about Mariah, Mariah May. And it's like, ah, cool. Yeah, like, this is a thing. I'm supposed to invest in it this way. Thank you for signposting it to Tony Khan. Yes. Best wrestling is told to me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, but I think that's good. Like I like these little because I said I read. I remember reading that tweet and didn't think anything of it because why would I? And then I'm introduced to character and go ah, they're, but they're thinking again. Thanks, thanks for thinking with the women. <laughs> I know like, all the more all the more shocking, um, and that's why I thought that Tony Storm wasn't going to win the title because I just thought oh, there's actually a story here. Keep the belt on Sheeta for God's sake. Stop like, bouncing that title around and making... Remember when, like, a two-time champion was the rarest thing? Yeah, I know. Like, that's gone. Now, like, these two are fighting, like, you've got the first three-time champion fighting that's against... That's another thing with AEW in general. The belts. Those things, you can't keep doing them forever, unfortunately. And no. just... Wrestling, television, episodic, cannot, by its own nature, be great for a long time. Yeah, that's fair. But I would have liked them to preserve... The it's, it's, it's fate. I would preserve. I'd be nice to preserve some of these titles a bit more. I think they could have done uh, that. They've least. completely screwed the pooch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would still like. I would still like Tony Storm to lose, for Sheeta's sake. But I have. Yeah. Um. It, it is probably Mariah May helping Tony Storm win. But I probably should watch all about Eva. At least read the Wikipedia page so I can chart out the next bits of the storyline because it does seem like that's the that's the play. Obsessed fan helps. I think. For me, yeah. I think mm -hmm. she, she costs. Windows? <laughs> Starts uh, eyeballing that belt. I love a good eyeball in the belt. Oh, my it? God. I know. That's, like, pro, that's pro wrestling. Oh that <laughs> Tommaso Champa eyeballing the belt in 2019 was your Hogan Slams Andre moment. Like, uh, you know, when uh, Alexandra Burke thought she brought Elephant in the Room to the oh, UK. All right. Calm down, Nelly. That feels like eyes on the prize. Wrestling invented that. Because it's been every WWE yeah. title storyline. Uh, and we also have a women's match. My eyes are up here. <laughs> Let me just check. Sorry. Uh -huh. got the, uh, Dragon Gain Street fight. I see a hook and Moxie. You uh, books Penta. Yeah, just the one women's match on uh, tonight's show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, it's. Uh, I was laughing at his bit, not the uh, lamentable state of the women's division. I missed the Kevin Patrick bit, so I'm quite glad he's you've pivoted and put it there mm. instead. Yeah. It's uh, it's red versus blue, red velvet versus sky blue. That is uh, to determine who joins the uh, three way for the TBS title. Um, Chris Statlander defending against Julia Hart and either red velvet or sky blue. So sky blue. Correct, because she's been involved in the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's been involved in the wider program. Red Velvet lose in another. It's probably some character development you could do off that, isn't it? Like she's going to spin out a little bit, having had two defeats in such a long time on the shelf, excited to come back, and it's already gone wrong. Could she be more... Oh, no, she uh, beat uh, Ruby Soho on Rampage. Oh, oh f*** me, I guess. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest that like she fall under the Kidipting influence of, Ju care. of Julia Hart. And suddenly be Julia Hart's ally in this three-way. Mm. This is Julia Hart getting a second chance, which I like. That, like this isn't she hasn't fallen away having lost a shot against Chris Statlander. I'd put the belt on her, quite honestly. Like Stats had it for a while and she could easily go into the world title program. Yeah, like the matches only get you so far. I think like Julia Hart's done a good job getting this character over. Stat versus Tony Storm. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I like that. Yeah. I'd yeah, I'd give Julia Hart a belt, I think. Uh, yeah, we, we all. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you a question that, and I remembered. We all agree that uh, it's gonna be yep. sky blue. Is what's this was a collision thing, wasn't it? Willow Nightingale lost her qualifier. Yeah, she had another um, potential title shot. Yeah, I'm not pitching. I, I love Willow I, Nightingale. We love Willow Nightingale. This is the thing, isn't it? This isn't her fault. I'd faulty title shots in the last month or whatever. It is. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was time for her to not get one. But like, they did try and have them all share this little bit of universe last week on Dynamite. Mm. And there was that promo from Statlander on Collision. Ugh. Like, is anything going to happen long-term with any of these wrestlers, or is it just for the benefit of this triple threat, then never again? Uh, let me just check. They're in, Three the, way. They're in the women's Three division. Way. Let me just double check. Um, no, it doesn't look like it. Look, honestly, hands up. We all said, it's like we always said, we all said that uh, Julia Hart, bye-bye, bye-bye, Julia, after <laughs> Wrestle Dream, <laughs> <laughs> and she's stuck around. Yeah. So let's not be cynical, you know. Let's be honestly. I'm not. Be, I'm being facetious. I'd, let's I'd be a bit strap fair. her up. Yeah, let's you. be fair. They have not neglected someone who was getting over and benefiting from the TV time. 
Um, Matches get exponentially better. I mean, it's it's the bare minimum. Fifth year of... Of which I often speak. AW next year. Do you think they put two women's matches on? It's got to be those suits at this point. The Titan suits. (laughs) Oh, uh, speaking of which, before we wrap up, uh, and before we even get to the name of the game, Sage, what's the aim of the game? The aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second, the first note of the first entrance music from the first competitor to arrive to the ring only women's match so we can just put in bold italicize and underline just how obligatory apathetic and plain not on all of this is and uh, the idea is it's usually between one hour 23 minutes and one hour 25 and we still somehow have not won but we will and when we do it's gonna really nail them against the wall and then we've got a good chance this week and that's the aim of the game and the name of the game is where listers ladies night and i'm thinking uh, what a nighter <laughs> Uh, shout out as always to Adam Blair at Adam Wilson for and Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven who always take care of the uh, of this. Thank you, Jose, by the way, for donating to my Movember before I even announced that I was doing it. It's very what much a appreciated. What an absolute legend! Top bloke. Um, over to you, Adam Blair. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> joking, of course. Uh, Sid, you won last week. You're only yeah. 45 seconds off. You've got 10 correct guesses on the year. A year which is rapidly running out. You you could almost wrap it up soon. Oh, yeah. It could be math. I'm pretty much fairly certain I am mathematically eliminated by now. We've got like six weeks left of the year or something. Hang on, let's have a look. Uh, I got this week one, two, three, four, five. Not here then. Five weeks left. Five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> I'm going to go with one hour 26 minutes. Four seconds. I will go one twenty four thirty four, which is the exact time the women's match started last week. Was it? Yeah. Uh, should I go first? I would just try and like. No, no, no. We, we it's right. Yeah. We're in the right bit right. here. We got to st- we got to start strategically. And I, we all want to we all win. We all know in the I game. But the big the you got to think about the big picture, which is how funny would it be if we actually got this bob on. True, but I wouldn't want him to do it. I'd rather let him hang himself by his own night. I mean, you can, you can still, you can still kind of cover off <laughs> the first hour. The, all you have to do is I'll go one. I'll go one nineteen, in ten seconds. <sighs> okay, a little bit earlier than last week. What's, 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 what's main event? Was it Sega bollocks? Okay, that's not main event. Yeah, that's so all. I think Moxley, Cassidy, so they can do this gruff stare down at end. Oh, that's the thumbnail for this week. Thanks, AJ. I, I think Sega game. What do you think? <laughs> Thanks for the thumbnail. Neither, neither of those really. Uh, I don't like. So your options are books versus Penta, or they sometimes do a verbal segment for the go homes these days. MJF and Jay White. Good point. Ooh, that chat. Good about time. It's too late now. They've been locked in. So you think the Sega match goes on first? <laughs> Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. Jericho Jones. The Jericho spot. <laughs> Double the hour Jones. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts. Demo go. Your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight. And uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch well, there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick Jones. Uh, follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, and the NXT review is coming away later on today. A bit of a delay because of title celebrations etc on that one we'll be back tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite but for now my thanks to Hamlet Sidgwick thank you for joining us and we will see you soon